What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com, and I'm joined by Ben Oilcan Bolin. <laughs> yes, uh, known... Uh, <laughs> Worldwide, if the world is Studio 1A, as the uh, co-host of High Speed Stuff, Ben Oilcan uh, Bolin. You didn't uh, even flinch. Did not even flinch, man. Wow, I am good. on you your team. You weren't expecting that. We were talking earlier about a, a t-shirt with your face on it. I yeah. think I think it could be a hit. Yeah. You, well, that's your opinion. I, like <laughs> I said, I, I probably wouldn't wear it myself. Be a little, you, that'd be you know, kind of weird. A little bit. You would look two-headed. Yeah. <laughs> a little narcissistic, I guess. So, uh you know, it would be entertaining, and let me uh, once again do do one thing that we need to do when we're talking about entertainment. Scott, we've talked about it before. Let's talk about it one more time. Pumpkin Chunkin. I love Pumpkin Chunkin. You you I, I not only love the show, but you love the act, the I, whole event. I think it's kind of cool. I, I was reading about it. I, I was on the website and I was reading about it, and the original, uh, I guess, Pumpkin Chunkin contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner. Chunk to pumpkin. <laughs> that's the right way to say it. I think that's correct. Yeah, I think I think they said that the, that 114 feet was the longest that anybody could throw a pumpkin in 1986. Huh. 114 feet. So now, as we know, I've mentioned this a few times, yeah. they're, they're throwing it nearly a mile. Nearly a mile. When are they going to break that barrier? When are they going to break a mile? Uh, you know what? Maybe, <laughs> maybe at some point it we will find out. It might be Thanksgiving night. It might be Thanksgiving night. At 9 p.m. At 9 p.m. on Pumpkin Chunkin, which is on the Science Channel. And also right before that, you can watch The Road to Pumpkin Chunkin at 8 o'clock. So Mm -hmm. uh, who knows? Maybe they'll break that mile barrier this year. We love it when people are breaking records. And we kind of keep our – we try to keep our eyes on on the forefront as best we can of high-speed stuff. You know, I learned briefly how to say high-speed stuff in Croatian. Really? Yeah, because that prank letter I was telling you about I was going to send – but it translates to tall, fast things. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little different. But, little uh, little yeah. meaning is lost <laughs> in translation. But since we're talking about uh, futuristic stuff, you know, we've covered hybrids uh, quite often. And, 
you know me, man. Every time that we're doing one of these episodes, I get so excited and I want to I want to hop into the nearest vehicle. I want to buy it. I want to sign <laughs> sign the loan paperwork or whatever. But um, usually you're the voice of reason and, and thank God you're here. Who knows how many cars I would have. <laughs> I would have bought. I'd talk you down, right? Talk me off the talk ledge, man. Sure. Well, I've been trying to talk you into a go kart for a while, but uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's not working. There, <clears throat> I don't think I could take one to work. Yeah, true. It's past yeah. season too, right now. So it'd be a bit cold. Yeah, be a bit cold. Well, you gonna talk about hybrids though? Yes. All right. Well, here's the scoop with what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about five reasons to buy a hybrid, and you can probably think of more than five reasons, really. But sure, um, we're gonna counterbalance this with another episode coming soon that's uh, five reasons to not buy a hybrid. So whatever you hear today, you may hear us arguing the opposite side in the next episode. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of fun to do that and just go yeah. back and forth on the same issue. So uh, today we're arguing four hybrids, though. Mm -hmm. And we're arguing five good reasons to buy a hybrid. Yeah. But again, don't don't pull a Ben Bolin and run out and, and try to buy one because we will have another episode coming. We just want you to be informed, basically. Pull a Ben Bolin. That's, a, that's what that would be called? I hope that doesn't become a thing. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's just pick yeah. it off, I guess. I mean, yeah. uh, as you know, they're pretty popular. Mm -hmm. we, we don't really have to explain what they are, really, because we've, we've, we've gone, gone over, over that, and yeah. over that, really. Um, there are some good reasons to get get one, but uh, mm -hmm. let's just go ahead and go right through the list. We've, we do have an article on our site, mm -hmm. and the article is titled the exact same thing, Five Reasons to Buy a Hybrid. John Fuller, a staff writer here at HostafWorks, wrote this. So it's and a good article. A host of stuff from the B-side. Correct. Co -host. Yeah, co-host. He's, yeah. he's very good. Um, John's a smart guy. What's he got? What's he, he got? has got a, 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 well, real competent list of five reasons here. And we'll start out with number five and count down to number one, okay? Oh, yeah, that's my favorite. So we'll just go right through. So uh, the first reason, well, actually number five, would be competitive prices. And you may say, what do you mean competitive prices? We've been telling people all along that they're, they cost more. What do you mean competitive prices? We've been telling people all along that they cost more. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, the, the, uh, the thing is that prices are coming down and they're trying to make them more competitive so that not only you know it becomes a more of a natural decision for somebody to purchase a, a hybrid vehicle right. uh, versus saying you know weighing out the factors whether you know am i going to make that money back somehow how you know how long do i have to own this car mm -hmm. etc um i got a couple of good examples there's there's a bad example too i mean maybe we shouldn't even touch that but um uh for competitive prices there are Two, two of the, the most prominent hybrids on the road right now, uh, the Toyota Prius, which is around, it's only around $22,000. Now, that sounds like a lot of money, $22,000 sure. for a new car. But um, when you look at, you know, hybrids that are costing in the 30s and the 40s. Easily. Uh, easily, yeah. yeah, and for several different makes. Um, some, they go all the way up to above $100,000, believe it or not, for a hybrid. Uh, hmm. Lexus hybrid is cost, you know, that's the price for that. Um $22,000 for a Toyota Prius, that's it's around that price. The Honda Insight comes in just less than $20,000. That's the most affordable um, most affordable hybrid on the road right now. Yeah, that is pretty. That's, um, that's surprisingly Just low. under $20,000. Yeah. It's like nineteen eight, I believe. So, um, And you can also get these federal tax credits for up to $3,400 on that's certain right. models. Yeah. The bad news is some of those have gone away, but... Um, mm -hmm. That's number four, as a matter of fact, the tax incentives. Um, the U.S. Congress created an Energy Policy Act of 2005 mm -hmm. um, where you can get a $3,400 tax credit. Mm -hmm. And to qualify, you have to meet, uh, I think it's just two two points here. You have to purchase the hybrid on or after January 1st of 2006. Uh, so okay. you've got time before that, you know, a couple of years before this. Yeah. Uh, the cutoff date, 
is December 31st, 2010. So that's uh, approaching in a little more than a year. Still have time. Yeah. And now, again, some of these are these are kind of dependent on a schedule, the amount that you get back. It's not, You don't automatically get the $3,400 back. And I see. And we're not talking about the cash for clunkers deal either. Totally this different. Is, this is a, a federal tax credit. Um, the deal is that if you purchase the vehicle before the 60,000th vehicle of that make and model has been sold already, then you get the full credit. But after that 60,000th vehicle of that make and model has been sold, it reduced, the amount that you receive back reduces on a sliding scale. Uh, it's a quarterly scale, I believe. Oh, very clever, Uncle Sam. Yeah, yeah. And you know that a lot of these have already expired because, you know, they've gone past the 60,000th sure. a long time ago. So you have to be, uh, be wary of, if you're, that's one of the reasons that you're going for it. But um, tax incentive, that's a, a decent reason to buy a hybrid. Sure. And it's, a, it's not an uh, insignificant amount of money. No, it's not. And you can go to fueleconomy.gov for details on, on uh, the tax incentives and get, you know, all the information there. Mm, okay. Okay. So you want to hear what number three is? Yes. Number three, improved technology. And uh, this is kind of a big one because mm. a lot of people, if you remember, there were a lot of myths going around about uh, about hybrid cars. Do you remember any of those just off the top of your head, some of the uh, the reasons why maybe somebody wouldn't want to buy a hybrid car? Oh, yeah. There were, there were uh, some myths about, first off, the reliability of the technology. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a big one. Uh, there were also a couple of... Um, pretty pretty deep-seated myths about the uh the actual advantages mm-hmm. you know um and a lot of people seem to believe that a hybrid engine was really an internal combustion engine with this kind of fad uh electric uh motor added onto it. oh sure they didn't realize that the the synergy between the two i guess right that, that they work so well together and that's mm-hmm. what uh you know that it's really the i guess the key to the whole thing is how well they work together and how they operate um at the right time um well one of the other things that they mentioned was that uh they were dangerous or they were slow oh, um, yeah. so there's a few a, a couple of myths out there and a lot of those myths have been um you know kind of taken out of the water they've mm-hmm. been uh you know someone they've proved that they're not really accurate and uh one of those is that um the, the battery life because they said that the batteries are going to die and you're going to have to replace them and they're going to yes. be uh, $10,000 to replace the batteries. You and know, batteries the, still aren't perfect. No, they're not. And they're not cheap. They're really not cheap if you have to replace them. However, there's good news in that um, because of the improved technology, the battery technology is getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of manufacturers now warranty the batteries for the life of the car. So they oftentimes will outlast the manufacturer warranty on other mechanical parts Hmm. um so they'll often warranty the battery for longer than that because they know that's a concern that consumers have is the battery life um and if you know something happens to the battery within the life of the car whatever that mileage is and whatever that year count is Mm -hmm. um they'll replace it for free and in many cases i I shouldn't say every case i mean you have to check with your manufacturer but um that is i mean to me that that speaks volumes that they stand behind the product i mean if they're going to guarantee it for the life of the car and usually i mean there's a limit to that it's not it's not you know if you keep the car 30 years they're not going to guarantee it for 30 years but uh maybe it is 10 years maybe it is 12 years i don't know how long that that warranty would be but um generally generally when you talk about a uh, fluid being a lifetime fluid it's right around the hundred thousand mile mark so what do you, what do you think about this deal with the batteries about this warranty tendency do you think it's a good idea oh i think it's a great idea i mean because uh it just shows their confidence in the product um, and, you know, if they show confidence in the product, you know, the consumer's going to believe, well, you know, I need to 
Yeah. I need to put a little more faith in this, a little more trust in it, because there was that initial belief that the batteries are going to die, you know, like they would in a device that you use around the house, maybe. Right, and, right. And, uh, you know, then what do I do? I've got a $10,000 battery pack I have to buy, or, or <laughs> right. whatever the price, $6,000, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. And they, they still are expensive, but they can often be reconditioned. They can be, of course, they can be recycled if the car is if the vehicle smashed or crashed up. Um, yeah. So, um, I don't know, there's, there's really no reason to fear the battery, I guess, in this right. case. Of course, maybe maybe in the past it's possible that there was because uh, during the times uh, when I'm sorry during uh, very early stages in hybrid technology, there at least the prototypes did have battery problems. And that was something that made a lot of press. And when these cars came out and they were more expensive, mm-hmm. you know nobody wants to have a fifty thousand dollar yard sculpture that they originally intended to drive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. Another another thing uh, that's been dispelled, another rumor that's been dispelled mm. is that they're um, that they're slow. And while they're not as quick zero to sixty as a lot of the um, sorry, not as quick zero to sixty as a lot of the um, gasoline counterparts that they have. Right. Um, they still you know, they're making decent headway in that. They're not mm-hmm. uh, they're not 12 seconds, 0 to 60 times anymore. Now they're, uh, you know, 10 seconds, 0 to 60 times. Um, so they're, they're <laughs> making a little progress because, and partially because the battery technology is getting better and they're getting lighter, more efficient, and that way, you know, they don't have quite as much weight to uh, to accelerate with or to, to haul up to speed, I guess, Yeah. with a smaller motor because, remember, hybrids have smaller gasoline engines, at, you know, because they're trying to make accommodation for that electric motor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all about efficiency and, and you know, making the most with, with as little as possible. And uh, performance doesn't really come into that. So now it's kind of, it's balanced out a little bit better than it was in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, the batteries are getting smaller and lighter, mm-hmm. and the result is improved efficiency and better performance. And before we continue, I just want to make an, an, another point here that, you know, this is a criticism that I understand, but um, also for people who don't want to buy a hybrid because it's a slower vehicle, you know, they're not exactly the intended demographic. The most important question here is, what do you want this vehicle to do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, and for people who want a incredibly or a, a very very fast vehicle, you know, something that can top out in excess of 120 or something then the some of these concerns don't you know competitive pricing doesn't matter as much at that point and being a hybrid should take second seat to speed yeah in fact uh, lexus makes a lot of luxury hybrid vehicles Mm -hmm. that uh, have outstanding performance uh, but they also have v8 engines um, and <laughs> you know, that. so the yeah, exactly. And yeah. um, Honda is coming out with uh, well, I hope they come out with this. Uh, it's a concept right now, and they're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CRZ, uh, which is a concept vehicle, it's kind of like the next generation CRX from a few years ago, a decade ago. Oh, really? And um, a very sporty looking car. It's a performance oriented vehicle, but it is a hybrid. It's a hybrid. And uh, there, there are other vehicles like that on the way. So you may see more of a blend of, of performance yeah. and, and hybrid technology in the future. But right now, uh, they're all about efficiency and all about uh, getting from A to B with as little fuel as possible. Mm. So uh, performance doesn't really come into that you know that aspect so far though i'm i'm feeling this you know i'm not as fast of a driver as you so i think i could i could make do with a hybrid mm-hmm. pretty easily especially if um they're cheaper than i thought and i'm i stand a chance to get some tax money deducted True. there yeah and if you're spending a lot of time in uh, city traffic mm-hmm. it's not a bad idea we do live in a traffic riddled city yeah yeah it's uh, only on the weekends do we get to really 
I guess yeah. stretch her legs on the right. on the highway. Uh, so take me up the list, man. All right, number two. All right, environmental benefits, and uh, this is just pretty simple: um, mm-hmm. reduction in fossil fuels. You know, consumption, burning mm-hmm. fossil fuels, and uh, of course, that's a reduction in emissions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, look back in the article, and it says that the U.S. average miles per gallon in 1980 was 23.1 miles per gallon. Uh, for the average vehicle built in the United States. In uh, 2004, so this is 24 years later, it only went up, um, I'm going to go 1.6 miles per gallon increase. It, it, it was then 24.7 miles per gallon in 2004. That's disappointing. Yeah, so 24 years, we only increased, on average, 1.6 miles per gallon increase. Mm-hmm. Um for the average vehicle and a typical hybrid mileage, uh, right around you know right around the same time, um, was about forty to fifty miles per gallon. Kind of depends on you know the driver and you know situations you know the, the terrain etc. But um, average is right around forty or fifty, so that's about two times the national average. So mm. uh, they do have you know there's a lot of environmental benefits to this. They're going to be going to the gas pump fewer times. Yep, um, burning less fuel. And if they're hybrid milers, then who knows when even, they're going to happen better. by the gas they'll, pump? They'll quadruple that mileage they probably they probably will there's probably uh, a guy or girl listening right now who is hyper miley <laughs> probably yeah. yeah and uh they're the ones that get you know 80 or 100 miles per gallon mm-hmm. you know via coasting and all the other tricks that we've been talking about mm-hmm. in the last year or so one day i might figure that stuff out <laughs> now this is this is where where we have to pause and i have to ask you before we go to number one mm-hmm. is this a surprise is I, this surprising it is what I, I don't know what it is. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were going to ask me a question. Oh, I was going to. Oh no! Oh, I thought it's number one surprise. They're going to spring something on me. Today. Oh no! A big surprise. No, no, a big no. uh, reveal. No. <laughs> Not okay. All right. Number one, financial benefits. So, speak to people's pocketbooks. I guess that's what they. Uh, sure. Hit them in the pocketbook. Um, so outside of public transportation, carpooling, biking. This sure. word right here. What is it? W a l k i n g. Was that? Uh, I think that's an acronym. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, Westward <laughs> Area. Okay. Okay, okay this Wall King, yeah. whatever that is. I've heard it happens. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> um, hybrid owners spend less money at the pump than they uh, than they would if they drove a conventional car, so clearly there's financial benefits. Now, you and I know that it takes a long time to make up that uh, that difference, but uh, there are financial benefits that you can experience if you, if you hold on to a vehicle long enough, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is... In some cases, a matter of years, and it's all dependent on uh, the price of fuel, et cetera. Sure. But there are financial benefits to owning a car, if or owning a hybrid, rather, if if you hold on to it long enough, and if you drive it the way that you know it's really intended, which is kind of city driving and right. Uh, you know, if you don't, ta- if you don't have to take a road trip to Peru every year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably get a better performance. Probably, yeah. If you're just shuttling around the city, you're going to get fantastic mileage, and yeah. uh, it'll be worth it. Um, you'll you'll definitely see a savings in money, uh, in, in uh, savings in fuel, rather, right. I should say. Savings Which will translate to financial benefits. Correct. As you know what, and people who are interested in hearing more about that can definitely look through our archive and pick up a, an entire episode, I believe we have on that. Correct, Scott? Yeah, I think we do. Yep. Yes, uh, we kind of determined how long it would take certain vehicles mm-hmm. to uh, to make it into the black after after the initial purchase and mm-hmm. some of them were pretty shocking others were others were reasonable yeah it took a little bit of of the uh it, it took some of the rose colored tint out of my optimistic glasses <laughs> green colored tint green colored tint yeah sure the green color tint. oh yeah see. yeah see what i did there i see what you yeah. did there okay so 
I don't know, man. Those those all five the, all five of those sound like they are pretty solid points. Yeah, you can't argue with those. Oh, those wow. are facts. Can't argue with them at all, huh? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned because we're going to have a, uh, another episode with uh, five reasons to not buy hybrid. Mm-hmm. And the interesting the thing that I found out about this is that um, when, we, when we're going to go through that one, you'll find that a lot of those points counteract the points that we just talked about. So um, and I hinted at a couple of them there, mm-hmm. but um, you'll see there's a lot of good reasons to not buy hybrid as well. But um, I don't know. You can argue this either way. It depends right. on what side of the fence you're on. And uh, our listeners can probably tell that that we're biting our tongues just a couple of times because we don't want to, you know, this is usually the part of the show where I will ask you, you know, what, what's your opinion? But, but we have to hold <laughs> off. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, so uh, everybody, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, as soon as you see the update, don't buy the hybrid car yet. Check back in because we have the Devil's Advocacy episode coming up. And you can email us in the meantime at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the howstuffworks.com homepage. most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.